Welcome to Invest in Women, the podcast series, your insight into the growing wealth of women and the issues that impact their business and yours. See what happens when you educate, empower, and invest in women. Let's face it, retirement planning can be confusing. At Jackson, we're working to make retirement clear for everyone, starting with you. Our easy-to-understand resources and user-friendly digital tools help simplify your entire experience. You can have confidence in your retirement with clarity from Jackson. Seek the clarity you deserve at jackson.com. Jackson is short for Jackson Financial Incorporated, Jackson National Life Insurance Company, Lansing, Michigan, and Jackson National Life Insurance Company of New York, Purchase, New York. All right. Bridget Costello joins us now. Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast series. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You know, Bridget, I'm glad you're here because I just recently had a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, I've done media most of my life, and we were talking about how we wish that we knew more younger about finance because she and I both chose a life of not getting married and staying single. Uh, You know, we're coupled up, but not, you know, we did not get married. So we uh, talked about how we felt very financially independent and wanted to maintain that, but we didn't feel like we were as well off as should be, right? Uh, As opposed to some of our single male uh, colleagues and friends. So talk a little bit about, the trends you see in women wanting to be single and financially independent, or maybe women who were divorced and decided, you know what, I'm doing this on my own. And, you know, are they confident in their money or are they still insecure? Yeah, I love this topic. As a 41-year-old single woman by choice, I have a mm-hmm. lot of experience in this. And I was raised by a single mom. So this topic is near and dear to my heart. Um and I agree with you. I think we're we're not, you know, that the kind of the gender roles that, that we've assigned ourselves or that have been assigned uh, in this country historically have been that the men deal with the financial affairs and the women really don't. And I have seen in my, you know, almost 20 years of being a wealth advisor, women who are widowed suddenly or get divorced and they have a really large amount of fear surrounding their financial affairs, even if they don't have to, you know, in many cases, these are very well off women who don't need to worry about money, but they haven't taken the time to educate themselves. And we, uh, you know, as a society, haven't done a great job of educating women. Um, So, so I think it's a great topic to talk about and, um, I'm happy to talk about some specific examples of, of clients that I've helped. I can talk about myself. Uh, you tell yeah, me. I, and I think also, I mean, I do think that um, society, like you said, and what we're doing don't match up because it, it, like you mentioned, you know women who have been widowed and then all of a sudden are scared, even though they don't have to be. And it's almost because in their mind, they're like, well, he took care of this. He was in charge of this. And now that he's not there, oh my gosh, what do I do? And like a damsel in distress. And I, and I get so frustrated at that mentality that we project to women that you are unsafe if you try to do something alone. Um, and so, you know, I think it's partially that and partially the relationship with money, um, because we, we're not associated with wealth, even though there's plenty of wealthy women out there. I also find that when you think of wealth, you don't think of a woman. 
I agree. I agree. I think, you know, and, and times are definitely changing, but, you know, if I think back, uh, you know, historically men have had the reputation at least of being the breadwinners in the family, whether that's true or not. Um, but it, it, but, you know, we, we definitely have done ourselves a disservice by not teaching kind of finance 101. And I think as early as high school, um, because there are some people that go on to college, but some people that right out of high school, go to work and they don't know anything about a 401k or the power of compounding. Um, you know, women who are staying home and raising children are not positioned to save into retirement accounts like their husbands who are working. And so we we really need to do a better job at educating from an early age because the retirement is expensive. The cost of healthcare is expensive. And the earlier you can start saving, obviously the better off you'll be. Um, but nobody, nobody teaches us that. And I think, um, men will kind of get an education, you know, because men, I think topic of conversation for them, whether it's out on the golf course or at the bar is what stocks are you investing in while women are talking about what are we making for dinner or what are we buying at Sephora? Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I take, a, a, I have a lot of trouble with this because I think um, we really can do a better job of educating and empowering women to not be afraid of investments, of taxes, of getting a mortgage on their own. And I, and my job, I take my job, you know, seriously in that I, my primary purpose with my female clients is to empower them to be fully aware of their financial situation and to have a lot of confidence surrounding it. Mm -hmm. And it's scary to them, but I think um, it's all about education with men and women, but particularly with women, the more that we, and it's not that exciting for most women. And so I think they opt to not deal with it, but if we can, get them excited about it and whatever that is, you know, some people it'll be, okay, well, we're investing in um, Estee Lauder stock and that's something that you're very familiar with. So let's talk about that and that may pull them in a little bit, or let's talk about how you can make a financial contribution to a charity that's near and dear to your heart and also save some money on taxes. So finding something that gets them excited about it is one of the things that I work on. Um, and then really just, you know, drilling into them the the concept that women can do anything that men can do. You know, we, it doesn't need to be that that men have some leg up with respect to financial affairs. We are equally as smart and hardworking and capable of dealing with our financial affairs. So what does it take to get there? And in my opinion, it's me building strong relationships with these female clients and teaching them and being very patient and acting as the quarterback for all of their financial affairs, whether that means I talk to the insurance agent or the accountant or the estate planning attorney, um, but sitting in on these meetings and helping them to learn what kind of questions they should be asking so that, you know, a year down the road or two years down the road, they're able to feel very comfortable in their own skin, having all of these discussions. No, I think you bring up a great point because as you were speaking, I thought about, you know, 
that's assuming all men know about finance and so many men don't. Right. So that's a pressure on men that they're like, well, I, I may not know anything about this. However, there's exposure there, even in an indirect way that women don't receive. Like you said, women don't have those conversations normally. And you said you were raised by a single mom. I'm a single mom. And I can tell you, I have gained more confidence in just what I'm capable of doing uh, in that realm um, and I think, again, it's the if you test yourself, you're fine. You can do more than you realize. And for a lot of women, no one has given them the opportunity to test themselves and to succeed. And so do you find that as a female advisor, it's beneficial when you're working with clients because of your gender and your sensitivity to this topic? I do. And one of the things that I do, I've started to do over the last couple of years is to have meetings with wives, right? So in the past, we would have meetings with the husbands four times a year. Sometimes the wives come, they're not really that interested. And now I force it upon them. You know, women typically live longer than men. And so they're going to have to step up to the plate. And it's much better if they know some things about their financial affairs beforehand then have to deal with the loss of a spouse, which is obviously extremely emotionally distressing, but then also have to worry about, oh my gosh, where, where are the passwords to Bank of America or to Fidelity? Um, and so I meet with them independently to give them an education on, you know, okay, if you don't want to be fully involved yet, these are the things that you're really going to want to know, you know, where is your trust document, things like that. And those have been really really powerful meetings. I can see the change in these women after I've had a few meetings with them where then they come to the meetings with the husbands and they've paid attention and done the research and they're asking about stocks and they're asking about potential changes to the tax law. And so, you know, kind of forcing them, I don't know, it's maybe not the right term, but encouraging them strongly to take more of an active role in their family's financial affairs, I can see is really empowering to them. Now, have you learned anything yourself um, when it comes to your personal relationship with money as an advisor of women who you see kind of gain that confidence and, and do more with what they have? I think for women, it's more about relationships than it is, you know, say performance of the portfolio. Women, I, I think, are more emotional and they want to work with somebody who they really trust and who will make the time for them and to explain things to them where I can see, I, I hate to make any generalizations, but with men sometimes, you know, are is your stock portfolio beating the Russell 2000 index or not? And that's really all they care about. With women, it's so much more than that. And so spending the time with them and getting to know them and getting to know what's really important to them and catering to that. Um, some, some female clients, you know, are not, are not at all even interested in talking about the performance of the portfolio. Obviously they're aware of it, but there are so many other things. How do I take care of my children and my grandchildren um, and kind of more financial planning related matters than, than being heavily interested in the investment side of, of the equation. I think you pick you talk you know um you pointed out something that's very important for all advisors to be aware of whether they're male or female 
Because I think that's another thing that society has made a negative trait for women is being emotional, right? Because they assume emotional means that she's screaming and crying and, you know, losing her mind where that's not what being emotional means. It means that everything runs through this filter of emotion for them. And it's funny you say that my son, who's quite young, but he's very reward-based. So he, you know, will probably be the guy that as he's older wants to see if his portfolio is beating something or he, you know, is he getting a reward for his decisions where I have a friend, uh, a female who encourages other women to try to become rich for the purpose of donating to charities because she knew that's how she tapped into her friend's emotional system. And so, you know, I think that's a brilliant um, deduction on how to handle these clients. And, you know, do you think that a lot of advisory firms just miss the boat on understanding that they have to talk to men and women differently? I do. I think many advisory firms miss that. There are not enough female wealth advisors. It has just not been an industry that has, you know, fostered women becoming wealth advisors. I see a lot of young women come in and, you know, work as an associate or client service role for wealth advisors, but they either tend to stay there or leave the industry where men, you know, kind of stay and and, and work their way up to being a wealth advisor. But for, for whatever reason, I'm not sure if it's um, just not not an interesting field for women and they use more of the creative side of their brain uh, or what. But for me, um, it is extremely important for us to have more female wealth advisors. The, the, warm, the warmth and the trust that we're able to provide to our female clients is invaluable. And our, you know, our, our core group of clients on the team that I work at here at Kane are single or widowed or divorced women. Um, and, and I largely think that is because myself and the associates that I work for who are also female provide the kind of service that they need that is, you know, more relationship-based. And I would love to see other firms kind of duplicate what we're doing because I think it's critically important. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, so as we finish up, first, I want to ask if someone is like, oh, I, I kind of want to talk to Bridget about this or I need, need to pick her brain. How can they reach out to you? Sure. I can be reached uh, through my LinkedIn page or you can email me at bcostello at cane.com. I'm always happy to have a conversation really with respect to anything. I, I love people. I love the capital markets and financial planning and helping women. So always open to a conversation. And lastly, a piece of advice for female advisors. You mentioned how some don't stick it out for whatever reason. However, you stuck it out and explain why you you were there. Um, I th- you've already touched upon it, but maybe, you know, why, what motivated you to stay in the business and what advice would you give to other women to stick it out? I would say for me, the most rewarding part of my job is the relationships I have. Uh, As an example, I live in Los Angeles. I'm going to visit my family in Boston next week, and I have a single client in the Boston area, and I'll spend the entire day with her next week on Monday. And we'll probably talk about, you know, financial affairs for an hour, but we've now become very close friends. And I would consider most of the women that I work with professionally to be very close friends of mine at this stage, um, to see them 
go from not knowing how to write a check to handling stock portfolios on their own and um, you know, talking about taxes is so incredibly rewarding to me. I can see them learn and I can see them take it in. And then they talk to their friends about it. And so they're passing the message along to other women. And I, like I said, I, there's no greater reward for me than that. I feel, I feel so, so strongly that women are capable of doing anything and if not more than men. And so we just need to give them, you know, the, the confidence to do that. I love it. Bridget, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was such a thank pleasure you. and thank you for doing what you do. Thank you, Melissa. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Invest in Women, the podcast series. Your insight into the growing wealth of women and how to attract and retain your female clients and help scale your practice. Learn more by subscribing to this podcast or visiting fa-mag.com.